Good morning, Christian America. Welcome to another day of Good Morning Christian America, where we're going to go down, we're going to continue our journey down the New Testament, through the New Testament, through the biblical stories, through the example that Christ set while he walked this earth, what he said, what he meant, what it meant for the time that he was in, and and more importantly today, what does that mean for us going forward? What does that mean for us in 2019 as we build our relationships, as we build our communities and our families stronger and Christ as we continue to fight those uh, evil forces that are pulling us apart and that are pushing us towards uh, death and destruction. Today, we're going to pick up where we left off. If you remember last week, we talked about, uh, we're still in Matthew 5. Uh, We talked about how Jesus uh, is teaching about the law and how uh, woe to those who not only sin, but then encourage other people to sin. Right, as being like the tippy top of uh, what is wrong in in the realm of sin and in the realm of leading your friends down a, a destructive path uh, and how bad that is. And now this week we're going to go into uh, his teaching of, about murder and his teaching about anger and his teaching about forgiveness and settling with your enemies or the people that you think are your enemies uh, before anything worse happens. So let's get right down to it. So welcome once again as we continue down Matthew chapter 5. We're going to start today on verse 21 where Christ is uh, teaching. This is a, a, a continuation of the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, he has recently uh, given his uh, given the Beatitudes to his followers. He's preached about salt and light and being uh, salt as in creating a, a a better place around you, being that that flavor of goodness in the world around you, and being the light of the world by drawing others towards Christ by doing the right thing and setting the right example and for other people. To follow um, and in order to push them towards Christ and Christ's words then he goes on and he, he starts to talk about the law and how he didn't uh, Christ didn't come to change the law but yet fulfill the law and and you know bringing the the laws and the rules and the uh, traditions of the Old Testament, the prophecies of the Old Testament are being fully realized in Christ at this point in time through the beginning of his ministry. And uh, he specifically said last week, um, it, for those of you guys who remember, that you know not only is it bad to sin, but it's even worse to get your brothers and sisters to sin along with you, to encourage that sin. And we, and we talked uh, extensively about that last week. And so this week, he's continuing this, this sermon. He's continuing this teaching. Uh, and, he's gonna, and he's talking about anger, and he's talking about murder, and he's talking about settling with those that you have a disagreement with. Um, and, and we're going to look at what is exactly uh, said in Scripture. And then kind of apply it to uh, the modern world and, uh, and and bring into an understanding of, of what we go through each and every day and how we can use uh, these teachings and, and, and this 
uh, lesson that Christ uh, gives us to fulfill our lives and to make our lives a little bit easier uh, today. And before we do that, um, as always, if you want to contribute to the Christian American cause and the Christian American community, uh, we encourage you to go to ChristianAmericanTees.com. That's ChristianAmericanTees.com. And you can pick up uh, uh, any Christian American apparel uh, that you see and that you like. We have uh, a slow, we're con- continuously slowly rolling out uh, more designs and new designs uh, in, in our apparel. Um, this is a way that we want to give back to the community that wants to uh, contribute to us. We don't ask for donations and, and we won't ask for donations uh, without trying to provide a service or a product for, uh, for said encouragement. Um, so with that, if you go to ChristianAmericanTees.com, you can pick yourself up a Christian American tea like I got on right now. We also sell... Uh, tanks, tees, long sleeve tees, uh, hoodies, sweatshirts. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, if you purchase a Christian American tee or sweat or hoodie and you wear it out, uh, you, I promise you, you will uh, feel a, 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 an extremely uh, noticeable difference uh, in the way that you conduct yourself knowing that you represent the Christian American community and and the example uh, of your actions while doing that uh, will reflect on the rest of the community, on the rest of our Christian American nation. Um, and, and it will encourage you to, to be more Christ-like in your day. It will encourage you to be more uh, compassionate and love-filled and give you hope and hopefully, not just for you, but will you you will be the the light that others will be drawn to and realize that maybe they need to get back into the church maybe they need to get back into the word of god maybe they need to get back into doing what's right bringing their families along and their friends along and their communities along to doing what's right in christ's name and that is the goal the goal is not uh to uh, to lift yourself or to praise yourself necessarily it is uh, to set an example and be the light to bring others towards Christ uh, he is the is he is the goal an eternity with Christ is the goal of every Christian American it should be the goal of everyone walking the face of this earth um, it is eternity that will that will be spent with Christ uh, you know 50, 60, 70, 80, 100 years on this earth, however long it is that your life lasts, is nothing compared to eternity. And the, the goal of all Christian Americans is to spend eternity with Christ in His loving and goodness. Um, and, that is, and, and that is what we try to do by bringing you this message, by bringing you, uh, you know, Christ's word and, and hopefully, you know, allowing you to... Uh, uh, the opportunity to think about some of these stories and think about some of these passages and what scripture meant back in the time that it was written but as well as what it means today and so today we're going to start like I said at um, on Matthew uh, chapter 5 verse 21 
So in continuation of last week's uh, sermon or teaching, Jesus goes in to talk about about murder uh, and anger. And he says, on uh, starting at 21, you, you have heard that it was said to people long ago, you shall not murder or you shall not kill, right? The, the commandment. Uh, and anyone who murders will be subject to judgment. But I tell you that anyone who is angry with a brother or sister will be subject to judgment. Now that's that's harsh. That is a this is this is the increased standard which uh, Christ has come to levy upon us. He's taken the Old Testament laws and he he's ad- slowly adjusting them. He's he's uh, he's not really adjusting. He's finding out or, or he's laying out the spirit of the law it's not just you can't kill or you shouldn't kill right that is that is true 100 percent. you should not kill and we laid that out for you uh, a couple of videos back uh talking uh, specifically about the new testament or the uh the ten commandments where uh it only makes sense that you can't live in a, in a society, in a family, in a community, in a city, in a state, in a country where murder is allowed. And so it's only natural, it's only, it only makes common sense that, that God would tell you uh, uh, unequivocally that you cannot murder, that you cannot kill people, right? It only makes sense. That is the letter of the law as laid down in the Ten Commandments. Well, Christ is, is, is now telling you, giving you the spirit of that law. The spirit of that law is that you shouldn't even be angry with your brother or sister. You shouldn't be angry with those who have wronged you. And he'll go on to say these things again in different ways, uh, like turn the other cheek and uh, to live by the sword is to die by the sword. And he gives examples later. But this is the first time where he's He's bringing this, uh, this spirit of the law to everyone's attention. And so he's saying that um, anyone who is angry with a brother or sister will be subject to judgment. Again, so he's repeating himself. Again, anyone who says to a brother or sister, Raka, which is uh, Aramaic for like imbecile or idiot or stupid or, or something in, in that in those terms it's a it's a negative connotation towards somebody um that's that uh, who says to a brother or sister raka is answer it's answerable to the court and anyone who says you fool will be in danger of the fire of hell there's no mixing words about exactly what christ is saying and what exactly what Christ is meaning here is that anger is just as important as murder because anger is the root that will lead you to murder it's anger with yourself that can lead to jealousy and murder it's anger towards others who have wronged you that will lead to murder and the and the the harming of another individual and when you go down this road the true meaning of not killing people the spirit of that 
is that you shouldn't um, you should not put yourself in a position or have the feelings of anger and animosity toward your brother or sister that will lead you to murder. It's the ideas that it's the it's the inception of harm in ourselves and our minds and our and our bodies because we are inherently sinful that lead us down to uh, selfish behavior and that selfish behavior broods anger and animosity towards others this is a natural feeling for our sinful selves but it, as followers of Christ you have to be able to recognize our sinful nature and work uh, and work to push yourself past that and work towards uh, to, to fighting that off that temptation that urge that that uh, natural urge to be angry with one another or to be jealous of one another that broods anger uh, and eventually leads us down a road of darkness and and destruction and murder because as he says uh, you will be in danger of the fire of hell. He continues, Jesus continues, Therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar, and there remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled to them. Then come and offer your gift. Which if, if you're coming to Christ, if you're coming to, to the church, if you're coming towards Him, but you st still have animosity towards others, if others still have animosity towards you because of things that you've done, of sins that you've committed, of wrongs that you have levied on others, or others have levied on you, and you carry this burden, and you carry this in your heart, and you carry this in your mind, and you carry this resentment. You can't come, or he doesn't say you can't come, but he says you shouldn't come. You should leave your gift before the altar. Go fix yourself. Go um, fix your animosity with those that you've wronged or that have wronged you. Be reconciled with them is the word that he uses. Go reconcile with your brother and sister. Clear your conscience. Repent of your sins. Make yourself clean. And then come back and offer your gift to God. Offer your blessings. Offer your, uh, you know, your good works and your good deeds. Your faith and your word to Christ. That's when you can do that. You can do that properly once you have settled your grievances with your brothers and sisters and then he continues he says settle matters quickly with your adversary who t who is taking you to court do it while you are still together on the way or your adversary may hand you over to the judge and the judge may hand you over to the officer and may you may be thrown into prison Truly, I tell you, you will not get out until you have paid the last penny. Right? So in the same, in this, in the same context of, of reconciling with those that have wronged you or that you have wronged, being angry and divisive, which lead to murder, 
which lead to uh, pain and punishment, which lead you into prison. It could be the physical prison, as he's kind of discussing. You're going to go to the judge, and now now it's out of your hands. If you don't reconcile with your brothers here on this earth, if you were to pass, if you were to die today, if you were to pass away today, you will face the judge. And the judge may hand you over to the officer and you may be thrown in prison. Now he's bringing it, he's breaking it down towards, you know, our language. But as, as I read a few minutes ago, a few verses back, he says, you will be in danger of the fires of hell. That is where that judge has, that is where the ultimate judge has the power to send you. Should you not reconcile with those who you have a, have a grievance against or who have a grievance against you? This is not the only time in the Bible that Christ uses this language. In Luke, um, in Luke 12, uh, verse 57, you know, he, Christ says uh, almost the same thing word for word. He says, why don't you judge for yourself what is right? For example, when you go with your opponent in front of a ruler, do your best to settle with him on the way there. Otherwise, you will be dragged in front of the judge and the judge will hand you over to the officer and the officer will throw you in prison. I will tell you, you will never get out of there until you have paid back the last penny. Right? That's, that's Luke's version, but it's, it, it's essentially the same thing. He's giving you the same message. He's talking about the same, the same ideas. And if we put ourselves in the 21st century, if we put ourselves in 2019 and we look at these things, these things aren't, you know, unrealistic. These things uh, are, are very much relevant in 2019 when we see the pain of the uh, 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 inflicted of victims throughout the world in 2019, when we see the murder rates in inner cities and big cities and overseas increase when we see acts of terror and uh, the atrocities that lay uh, at the hands of of you know terrorists and bad actors but also governments governments that are openly hostile to christ and christians we see this on a large scale it doesn't start with murder it doesn't start with the commandment of murder, thou shalt not murder. It, it, it starts with anger. Anger in your heart breeds animosity. It breeds resentment. It breeds jealousy. It breeds enough to inflict murder. And that's what Jesus is getting after. If you don't, if you don't, reconcile with those you have an issue with you're that 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 festering of ideas that festering of animosity is and anger is going to lead to something greater more destructive should i say uh, it's going to lead to something more destructive to murder that's the spirit behind the commandment 
the spirit behind the law, the spirit of the law, and, and many times is more important than the letter of the law. And that's the great thing about Jesus' teaching is that Jesus was is able to explain to us in more philosophical terms, in more basic understanding, in more parables. So uh, the average person can understand what he means and he breaks it down into a practical way as to what these old laws mean and why we need to uh, adhere to them. And it's extremely important. And we also talked, you know, uh, in, in a previous in a previous video um, about the difference between science and religion and how the science tries to explain how things happen. But faith and our faith explain why things happen. Why do things happen? And in the same sense, that's what, that's what Christ is saying. That is what, what Jesus is laying out to us. Why these things matter. Why you should not kill. But most importantly, you should not get angry. Because if you got angry... Eventually, you get up. You, you, it leads you to murder. It leads you to grievances. It leads you to hatred. And you see this across our country today. You see it across our country today. Crime, holistically, is down across, across America today. In 2019, there is less murder than there was in the 1980s, in the 1970s, in the 1960s. In the 1950s there just is but yet it feels worse today than it felt in the 1980s and I'm sure if you ask the older generation that were alive in the 40s and the 50s they would tell you that it feels a lot more uh, a, a lot more hate-filled it feels a lot more dangerous today than it did back then. But if there's less murder and if there's less crime, why does it feel so bad? Why is it so dangerous now? And I believe it's so dangerous because there's so much hatred. It's hatred around every corner. There's hatred behind every almost behind every post that's online on Twitter on Instagram on Facebook on Snapchat on YouTube there's hatred everywhere there's vitriol everywhere and that hatred is is the precursor to to more violent danger and it's tearing us apart and so Christ's message today through this passage is reminding us to settle your grievances before it's too late. Settle your grievances before things escalate. Settle your grievances before you meet the ultimate judge. Anyone who says, you fool, 
will be in danger of the fire of hell. Matthew 5, verse uh, 22. Okay? It's not, it's not me saying this. This is out of Jesus' mouth. Anyone who says you fool will be in danger of the fires of hell. And that's, and that's a calm statement in 2019. That's a calm statement. If you just call somebody a fool, a fool, in 2019, that's, not, that's, that's nothing. But Christ says you're in danger of the fires of hell. Now imagine what you see on social media. Imagine Now imagine what you hear on television. Now imagine what you read in, in quote-unquote newspaper articles. Now imagine what you say to people. Imagine what you say behind people's back. And then imagine what they say behind yours. And the hatred and the vitriol that is leading us to being in danger of the fires of hell. There's a reason why Christ said, narrow is the gate. Because there won't be very many people to get through it. Okay, and, and this is and, and, and this lesson today, this scripture today, kind of explains why that is. We can't go around being angry at each other all the time. That anger multiplies. It multiplies. It doesn't just stay with you. You transfer it to those around you. Your attitude gets transferred to those around you. How many people have ever been around like a jovial person? I actually work for someone right now who's a, a large personality. He's always smiling. He's always bouncing around. He's shaking hands, patting people on the back, cracking jokes. A very loving, fun-filled individual. When you're around somebody like that, you become in, that becomes infectious to you. You start to smile. You start to talk. You start to, to, to slap hands and slap backs. You, you, you tend to interact in that same manner. You, if they're motivated, you, people around you are motivated, you become motivated. And then the opposite is also true. When you're around somebody who's angry all the time, when you're out, around somebody who's, who's constantly depressed, if you're around somebody who's constantly vengeful or spiteful or uh, overly, evilly ambitious, you take on the that that you take on those same traits they say the leader sets the example for the organization well that's true because the leader interacts with more people than than anybody else in the organization and his attitude or her attitude drive those around him they his attitude or her attitude drives the executives around him and then the executives take that attitude and they funnel that down to the employees and the entire organization takes on the personality of the leader because your your uh, attitude is infectious and so an attitude of hatred, an attitude of, of uh, ill will, an attitude of bad intent is also infectious. It's also infectious. It will infect 
your family, it will infect your community, it will infect your uh, religious organization, it will infect everything about you and everything around you, and it multiplies. It multiplies. In the social media world in 2019, it's only made it worse. It's only made it worse. Run your own test on this. Go to social media after this, after you share this. But go to your social media account and write something positive. Post something positive. Post something love-filled, inspiring. And see how many people react to it. See how many people share it. See how many people, uh, you know, endorse it and give you positive feedback. And then take something. Ne- then, you know, the very next day, at, at the same time, at the same time of the day, post something or an article that is uh, uh, that, that that is uh, angry. That has got, you know, some negative content uh, content to it. And watch who responds to that and how how that uh, uh, scenario takes place. You you do your own test. I, I would tell you that I've done this test. I've done this multiple times. And the negative, the negative, the vast majority of the time, if not all the time, far outseeds the positive the devil is alive and well in our social media the devil is alive and well in our television set the devil is alive and well in our books in our newspapers this evil is alive and well in how we interact with one another and it's incumbent upon Christian Americans to not fall prey to that to be inspiring and to be inspired by the word of God by the lessons of Christ it is incumbent upon us to set that example to be that salt and light that brings others towards Christ It's the only way we're going to help move our community forward. It's the only way we're going to be able to survive when the time comes where we will be tested as a community, as an entire community, as an entire Christian faith. There's going to be a time where we are tested. And in order to meet that test, we're going to have to have a strong brotherhood and sisterhood, a strong family in Christ. So listen to what Christ has laid out. Do not hold grievances against your brothers and sisters in Christ. Fix them. If you have an outstanding, if you have a a relationship right now with your friend or your family member or somebody at work, that is strained, that is full of uh, 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 distrust, 
of, of anger, of animosity. It's incumbent upon you as a Christian American, as a follower of Christ, to listen to what Christ's, Christ's message is today and to go fix that relationship. Humble yourself if necessary. Say that you are the one that you are sorry, that you wish it would have never happened. You wish that you had not said that. You wish that uh, you could get past it and that you need to get past it and that you are forgiven or that you ask that you be forgiven. Uh, fix that relationship. Fix that relationship because without fixing ourselves as a community, we are destined to fall one by one. If we're going to fall prey to the devil and his works, we're going to fall prey to anger. We're going to fall prey uh, to all the uh, worst intentions that humans fall prey to, that human beings are capable of. And we don't want to do that. We want to live righteous. We want to live in Christ. We want to spend eternity in his in His presence, in his love, in his compassion, in his grace, in his mercy. And so think about that, ladies and gentlemen, uh, as you go throughout your day. Thank you for your time. Thank you for listening. Again, if you want to contribute to the Christian American community and to the Christian American cause as we build out this community and we will build this community larger and greater and with greater substance and with greater uh, uh, ideas uh, in the future. This is a constant work in progress. We are constantly pushing ourselves for new ideas and for and for new ways to spread God's message. And we can only do that with the help of you guys, with the help of this audience that is liking and that is sharing, that is commenting on all of our social media platforms and that is contributing to the Christian American cause in a variety of different ways. So one of those ways you can you can contribute is going to Christian American Tees and picking yourself up one of these premium Christian American Tees. The one I got on right now is a is actually the, our tri-blends, our elite tri-blends feel great. They fit great. They're comfortable. They're loose. They're light. Uh, but yet they're sturdy. Uh, they, they're made out of a great, great tribal and texture uh, that you can pick up at ChristianAmericanTees.com. But the premiums are also good. They're they're 100% cotton. Um, they, they There's nothing wrong with them. Uh, but boy, the tribal are great. So if you are so inclined to go to ChristianAmericanTees.com and pick you uh, up one of the Christian American teas, it would be much, much appreciated. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we hope you have a great and blessed day. I, the Finish the, the rest of the week strong. Stay on fire for Christ. Uh, pick up your armor and, and fight the good fight, as, as Paul said. Uh, with that, ladies and gentlemen, you have a blessed day.